hello 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 welcome to episode three of season one of the three archers podcast where it is always sagittarius season and the topics are everything that you've been wanting right mm. yep we keep it real we keep it 100 right? <laughs> so um our archers are here and we're ready and today's topic is love languages and non-sexual intimacy so so what's really um the things that get to you how do you really express love how do you receive love best and how do you give love best so Letitia um because you are actively um operating working as a life coach you have many clients what do you feel is your love language and what's the most common love language that you encounter well my love languages um are physical touch and quality time um those are two important things for me and more so physical touch actually like physical touch is like i can't do without that quality time we can waver physical touch isn't one um and I noticed that people need words of affirmation um, as I deal with, you know, life coaching and also relationship coaching. People need affirmation. They need you to tell them, I love you. I miss you. I appreciate you. They need to hear these things, which makes sense um, because I think that when we are in a love space, we start to second guess and, and become paranoid. Am I doing enough? Is this working for that person? So it's good to communicate. Mm -hmm. right. So, God, sister uh, Stephanie, what do you do? You fall in the same categories, or, or are you kind of a little bit different? Um, yeah, I'm a little bit different. I, my love language, if I'm not mistaken, it is acts of service. Um, you can you can really get to me by doing some things that you know that I'm overwhelmed with. Um, you know, just little, little small things. Like for instance, yesterday I went down, um, to fold the laundry. The laundry was already folded. I was like, well, this man really loved me. That's how I was feeling. You know, like I don't, I don't, um, where's the affirmation? I'm not really big on that because I've been in so many situations where people have said things and not meant them. So I'm more with show me. Um, like I said, if you really love me, then you know what makes me tick. You know the things that I need to get done. And um, taking a few things off my plate, that, that makes me feel good. So for anybody listening, um, anybody tuning in who is not familiar with love languages, the five love languages, um, that are kind of accepted across the board. Um, one being acts of service, meaning you can do things for me. You can, um, you know, just show me in little ways. Um, there is also receiving gifts. Mm. So um, actual expressions in a tangible way. Mm -hmm. um, there is physical touch. And physical touch does not always mean a sexual encounter. It just means that, you know, um, 
Did you hold my hand? Did you, you know, did we connect on a physical level? And then there's also, okay, so that was three. I got to keep mm-hmm. it in my mind. Um, words of affirmation. Yes. Right. So are you speaking life to me? Are you communicating with me in a way that lets me know that um, you're here for me? Um, oh my gosh, my brain is all over the place right now. What's number well, we, five, guys? We have words of affirmation, gifts, um, physical touch, um, acts of service. And quality time. Quality, quality time. <laughs> oh, I can't remember that one because that's not me at all. Like, I don't, you know, some people um, in their relationships, they suffer from that uh, need or belief that they should just be joined at the hip or, you know, I need to be with you all the time. That is most definitely not my love language. And um, even, go ahead, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. Because even though quality time is my, I don't want you to be attached to me. I just want the time that we spend to be good time spent. Mm. And for me, even the good time spent, like some of my, my best memories of quality time involve us not talking at all. Yeah. I like to connect with people. I, like you have hit a home run if we are in the same room and I feel connected to you and there's nothing said. That means I found peace with you. Mm. So the P word, peace, right? Yeah. So important. And so you, you you bring up a good point, sister. It's a, a different perspective on um, the literal translation, you know, of quality time, what we consider to be quality time, but that's so true. Like just um, vibing. Mm-hmm. Like I, I imagine that in my in my brain because it's a movie and a soundtrack in my brain all the time, in case mm-hmm. no one knew. Okay. Um, all the time. Um, so in my mind, that translated to we're at a silent listening party. Like you have your headphones, I have my headphones. We mm-hmm. are both vibing, like the energy is flowing, and neither one of us can hear anything. <laughs> not okay. neither one of us necessarily doing anything right. um, to physically connect with that person. So yeah, I like it. I like it. I may have to um, revisit. <laughs> right. Because I was like, wait a minute, ladies. What I, I don't want to be, yeah, be joined to anybody's tip. I don't like anyone that much. But <laughs> time spent, well, yeah. time spent is, 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 is good because I, I value my space as I know you ladies do as well, especially us being mothers. Like, look, I'm going to need some damn time. Yeah. But I need the quality time to be good time spent. Mm-hmm. So, point so if, if you had to, um, if you had to substitute for the love language that you actually have, so we know ourselves pretty well, if you had to substitute a love language that you don't consider to be your current love language, which one would you choose? So like this is a conscious choice, not necessarily what's built into you. Stephanie, what you thinking? You got this, this thought. <laughs> I think it would be gifts. I would like to be materialistic. Okay. I I would like to know how that feels. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because I'm not. So, 
yeah, I, I think I, I think I would like to give that one a shot. Mm, yeah. Okay. Sister, what you, what you riding with? Um, that's. I think I would have to agree with Stephanie. Gifts, because I'm not generally moved by gifts. Like it's real simplistic for me. And I think that's like one of the downfalls in dating me because I'm not that person. And acts of service is nice, but it's not something I require. I really like people to stay out of my way. I think that it's a struggle in people who don't have, who, who aren't conscious of physical touch and quality time. I think it's hard for them to connect with me because gifts are like, well, it was a nice notion, but you know, so I think, yeah. But what about you, Anika? So initially, I was going to say gifts, but I wasn't necessarily thinking, um, you know, grand gestures. Like, I don't need, you know, trips and I don't even like to travel. You know, big gestures. Hold on. I like trips, though. So do, so do they count? <laughs> if they, they, they can translate to gifts and quality time, yes. um, Stephanie. Because I love a trip. <laughs> I know. I know you did. That was a trip. Okay. So I mean, still, still vibes with what you said, but I think if I had to, if I had to choose one that I don't currently consider um, a part of my my makeup or my core, I would say um, physical intimacy. Like I just, I don't want you touching me. I, I don't. And okay, let me qualify that because that sounds really, really harsh when I say it, right? Um, so I don't have any issue with intimacy with my partner um, as far as, you know, what we consider to be sexual intimacy. That's not an issue. It's not like, you know, I don't like it. Like, let's be, we're adults. Like, okay. Right. But um, I distinctly remember um, my ex, he was just so affectionate. Like, um, mm. he just always wanted to hold hands or cuddle. And I'm just like, why are you touching me? Like, why why can't we just sit here? Why do you have to make a physical connection? Because, you know, that was, this particular ex I'm talking about, I was young. You know, I was young. I was 17, 18 years old. I didn't, like, listen, what's all that? Um, not understanding that for him, physical touch is his love. Like, he needed to express himself that way. And I wasn't necessarily as tolerant as I could have been of of that. And so I wish that I was I was more tolerant of people touching me unnecessarily. Um, but at the same time, it comes from a place of protecting my energy. And touch mm -hmm. is an energy transference. And so I don't I don't encourage people to touch me. Um, which sometimes comes as a surprise for people that know me, right? Because like people I really love and I see a lot, I'm, I hug, you know, especially, um, you know, Letitia, we attend the same church. I right. hug. Yeah, but it took me a while to get there. Like that's not a, <laughs> that wasn't an immediate circumstance. Um, I tell people, there are people I've known my whole life that I don't have a reason to touch. Like, <laughs> but why are we touching? <laughs> So yeah, if I if I could pick one to be a little bit more uh, accepting of, I think it would be that. Hmm. There's okay. hope, right? Yeah, There's always hope. <laughs> until it isn't. <laughs> so, so I was talking about um, 
the love languages of my then partner, right? Mm -hmm. Um, what love language do you think you just wouldn't be able to fulfill for your partner? Words of affirmation is a struggle for me. Um, and this is going to sound so mean when I say it. Um, as adults, it bothers me when, I have, when I'm dealing with another adult that needs me to constantly give them positive affirmations. But children, I don't mind because we're building them up. And as a life coach, you would think that I wouldn't have issues with this. But I'm like, why? Um, and, and I struggle in that area because I, I feel that I'm one of those people that constantly display I love you for my friends and my family. Um, the things that I do, I am con constantly mindful of, you know, showing my appreciation of people. Um, but whereas affirmation is a huge issue for me, I could do better. Mm. Okay. Oh, it's spit it out, God, sister. The face said everything. Right. I am waiting, man. Like, I don't see it. <laughs> um, um, I totally understand what you're saying, but I can, it's, it's okay. Like, I can do it. I feel mm -hmm. you because I do feel like that to a certain extent because I, I've... I had to learn it just because I don't need something that right. else doesn't need something. So just because I don't care to hear a whole bunch of what I consider to be fluff or, you know, like mm -hmm. high stuff does not mean that the other person doesn't. And I have learned to express that because it's not, you know, if I'm with you, evidently, I feel, in a po you know, I feel positive things about you. Um, I've learned to actually voice them. Um, in the past, I was more about writing them because, you know, I am a writer, so I'm more expressive in that way. But, um, yeah, so it's not that. It's definitely not gift-giving because I'm a big gift-giver. Like, yeah, when it comes to the gifts, I love it. I love buying gifts. I love giving surprises. I like all of that stuff. So it wouldn't be that... I think it might be such. I think it might be physical touch. Um, I am not overly affectionate. I'm not like um, showing like physical affection is kind of, mm, you know, it's. A little squeamish. Yeah, I, I get a little squeamish sometimes. You know, it, it all depends how I'm feeling. But I think out of all those things, I think that may be the hardest for me to do. However, I don't think anything would be impossible for me to do. Because if I'm with someone, um, you know, if they need something, I'm going to make the adjustment, you know, because... I'm a, you know, I'm a pleaser, so I want to please the person that I'm with, so, yeah, but I think the hardest for me to do is, like, the physical touch part, yeah. All right, so that's a good point. Um, I'm also a pleaser, so mm -hmm. that, that adjustment um, 
to what they need is something that, you know, like I said, when I was younger, I didn't really understand it because I, I never really, I'm be honest, I didn't really consider what other people needed in a non-physical sense. Like I can, I can understand if you need food. Like I can, I can see and understand hunger. I can see and understand, um, you know, physical needs. Like you needed that. I saw it probably even before you said something. But those, not those little nuances, those emotional things, I just didn't always get a good read on. Um, thank God for growth. <laughs> oh, grown up. Yeah. Um, so thank God for that and, and continue growth, right? Yeah. Because even as we meet these things, I think we can do better because we're talking about it. Um, so far, we've been talking about it as um, in relation to your, your partner, your spouse, your mate, whoever, but this, these, this translates to everyone. This translates mm -hmm. to your family, to your children. My children have very different love languages than I do. And so adjusting to that as a mother and, and trying to meet um, their needs, which are very different from mine, and being mindful of that. So, good point. So I can see you, ladies, have, has given me a different perspective on my my love languages because I just assumed that they were self-explanatory. But just like with the quality time, I just had to explain. I don't want you up under me. I just need the time to be good time. And as far as physical touch, I don't like PDAs at all. Is it is it just in public or in I, so, so when I say physical touch, like we sitting on the couch, you may rub my leg, you walk up behind me and touch the small of my back. There, there's not, I don't need a consistent, because I don't like hand holding. Like hand holding drives me crazy. Mm -mm. I'm like, I'm like, ugh. Like it drives me crazy. So like now I'm sitting here and I'm like, explain these love languages to people when they encounter me because I say physical touch but and I do like physical touch especially when we sleeping I don't necessarily have to cuddle but to feel you every so often mm. gives me comfort but do not touch me all day we gonna have problems don't do that Big so that wow <laughs> Facts. I don't like it. This is this is why we have conversations. <laughs> I get that. I get I get what you're saying. It's like you like certain things, but it's like not overkill. Well, I mean, I guess that goes with I, I guess that goes with anything, right? Mm -hmm. Something, but anything in excess is like exactly. Go on now, like just stop it. <laughs> just stop it now. <laughs> So like it's it's kind of like when we talked about ultra independence. Like you can swing too far in either direction. There's always right. you know it, it, you gotta find that 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 sweet spot where you belong or where it's like you know reasonable. Yeah, yeah. So I guess none of us swing to the extreme end of these spectrums because <laughs> I'm like mm -mm, PDAs is too much for me. <laughs> too much. <laughs> I like a nice hand holding. My ex-husband used to hold my hand crossing the street. And I'd be like, what? Like the first two years of marriage, I'd be like, stop. But I understand like that's his, that's his thing. He, he never allowed me to cross the street. 
Like I'm grown. But that was the thing. <laughs> that was the thing. So eventually I conceded, but we not. I, I love hand. I, I like, I look. Yes, hold my hand. Come on. Hold, hold it. <laughs> hold. I love you, Stephanie. <laughs> Delicate little hand, please. And so while like, we're sleeping, I need the spoon too. I, I, I do. I enjoy I do. the spooning. I'm yes. not up here and get all into why I love spooning. Yes, that's a whole that's, other that's show, man. That's a different that's a show. show. Yes, that's a different <laughs> show. But I, I, I love spooning as well. I agree. I, I am not. Um, so I'm going to circle back around to the hand-holding. But with the spooning thing, <laughs> I am not a cold sleeper. I do not care... I could be madly in love and, you know, when we are sleeping, I instinctively go to the edge of the bed. I'm literally sleeping on the edge. That's where I'm comfortable. I don't want you to touch me I, unless it serves a purpose. Um, <laughs> what do you, I don't like it. Now, here again, if that's something that my partner needs, I can adjust. I will be very unhappy about it but not <laughs> enough to make me you know leave the relationship or the you know we had to sleep separately but um you don't like to feel that that bulge on your lovely lady lumps no not <laughs> and i also i'm also a very i think possibly possibly because i'm also a very still sleeper so i sleep on the same side i do not move throughout the night um I'm I'm very still. I'm very quiet. So I, it could be because of that. Because now there's another. You know they they're moving and they I, no stop. And so this was it was funny because when I was pregnant, I had to sleep. I, like I don't know what was going on in the womb, but I couldn't sleep if I didn't sleep next to her father. I, I had to sleep next to her father. It was so irritating because I didn't want to. Like I don't. Ugh. But we are separate and apart. Yeah, that's all the same. It's, it's called hormones, darling. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, clearly it was that because I never needed to before, and I don't need to. I didn't need to after. So it, it's it was clearly some type of connection that they had in utero, and that's wonderful. There, they still have a wonderful bond. You know, daddy daughter bond. Right. And it, I knew who you were talking about immediately. <laughs> Me too. Right. <laughs> well, that's because we have a lot of history among us. Um, so, yeah, of course you do. But, you know, it's beautiful. But back to this hand-holding, right? So you said something in public. I don't mind the hand-holding because in public, it's not about, for me, it's not about um, the physical connection or love language between us. It's about um, my anxiety level. Mm, so the fact that we had this connection, I know we're not going to get separated. And it also... This might be a little bit petty, um, but I'm not coming from a petty place with it. It also signals to other people that we are connected because mm -hmm. I've been out in public with people and everybody is not respectful of, um, case in point, one time I was out with my brother, right? You don't know that's my brother. Right. <laughs> I'm just out here with a dude. And so uh, we were out and a female just, you know, walked up and shot a shot. And I'm like, um, you don't see me standing here? Like, you disrespectful right now. I wasn't mad and I bopped off and maybe she felt like she was flexing or whatever. But I bopped off because that's my brother and I don't care. <laughs> like, but 
Could you when imagine it, if he had a different position in my life? Like, stop that. I don't like it. Mm -mm. So that just prevents that from even being, it should prevent that from being a thing because some people are extra bold. They are. That part. They are. Um, the guy that I'm dealing with, he always keeps his hand on the small of my back. Like, that's our negotiations of the hand holding. Um, which I'm I'm fine with. I don't know what it is about that touch to the small of the back, but it makes me feel real nice. <laughs> like it is. Um, makes you a little tingle. Yes, yes. I, I really like that. But like but um, hand holding is it's real touch and go with me. Like if I'm really feeling you that day, because God knows I run hot and cold. He not done with me yet. <laughs> um, <laughs> he not done with me yet, God. It's okay. On a warm day, we real good. I'll tolerate a handhold. I might even enjoy it. But if I don't really want to be in your presence, don't touch me. Do not reach for my hand. I will pull a first lady on you quick. Oh yeah, she ain't she ain't she ain't she ain't <laughs> with this shit. You'd be like, sir, don't even try it. Don't even that try so, it. That'd be so hilarious to me, y'all. Like, she is not. She hates that she man. She is the definition of savage, and I love her for it. And, and for clarity, we are uh, we are um, referencing the current first lady of the United States of America, Melania Trump, and the way that she does not allow Donald Trump Sr. to hold her hand in public. She, she, she said that's not part of the contract. The contract. That's not it. She said that's not maybe, part of the contract. Yeah. Maybe it's just not her love language. Maybe no. it's just not her love language. No. Sure no. She don't like him. She don't look at him with any kind of affection. The only love language she has for her is the check. Oh, that's me. The check. The check. And the boy child that they have, that's the check for her. Okay. She she solidified her spot. She don't give a damn about no love language. She <laughs> yes. So she don't like being no first lady neither. It just I, fell in the but she got to deal with it so that she can hold on to the coin. I feel, I feel like this conversation just took a turn. <laughs> <laughs> it oh. did. But you know, I mean, in real life, you sometimes we, be, we, we can fake a love language. That's true. Mm. That is true. Yeah, a lot a of things lot that can, can be fake. fake. <laughs> a Absolutely. Lot. Oh. Absolutely. Mm. Save that for another day. Oh, we we Less. I feel like we're <laughs> never gonna run out of topics. Like this is just always gonna be something to discuss. Yes. Because Absolutely. listen. <laughs> so mm, um, right. <laughs> as far as love languages go, right? Mm -hmm. You talked earlier about um, the fact that you are an author mm -hmm. of many works at this point in time. Yes. And one of them being a work of poetry you published. Mm -hmm. And so being more comfortable writing that. So how do you feel? Do you feel like you like writing that love letter more or receiving that love letter more? in a written form, which feels better? I 
say receiving. I would say receiving. Um, maybe because when it comes from me, it's, it's kind of, it's to be expected. If you get a card from me, you know, if Sean gets a card from me, he knows I'm going to write something nice in it. You know what I'm saying? You know, one, one of his gifts for Father's Day was um, a book, a Hello Hero, uh, Hooray Heroes book with stories with him and Shy. Um, you know, like, that's sort of my thing. So, it's like, that's not kind of like a, it's like, okay, that's, that's not really a shock. You know what I'm saying? But um, if uh, somebody does that for me, it's kind of like, hmm, okay. Took a page out of my book, did you? And I like that. That kind of goes into, that, I think that kind of ties into acts of service. For me, because it's like you kind of doing something for me that I would usually be doing. You know what I'm saying? Okay. So it's like you're um taking take it literally, taking a page out of my book. Like yep. and and I like that because it, it shows that the person is um really paying attention. Yes. That mm -hmm. it's it's deeper, that they they not just necessarily meet you where that they taking the time to observe you, to know what you tick to you know to care enough to maybe go outside of their comfort zone for something mm -hmm. that you you know it hit different right it hits mm -hmm. really different um, absolutely sister what and about then they have to be in touch with themselves in order to do that true writing like that is very disrobing so to have a man put himself in a position that he's laying it out like that i, I i'm with stephanie that says a lot. Yep. Absolutely. So I'm, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I feel like I can't choose one or the other because exactly everything that you guys said about receiving, right? Mm -hmm. um, but for me to write really makes me confront what I'm, what I'm feeling. Like it really mm -hmm. forces me to express my thoughts. And because I'm not really a verbal person all the time, that, mm -hmm. that might sound weird because mm -mm. it's a whole podcast, but y'all know me. So right. I tell people all the time, I'm an observational introvert. I watch. I observe. Mm -hmm. I, I, and I accumulate information. So am I aware? Yes. Did I say anything? Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Um, mm hmm God, it's not through with me yet. It's okay. Right. It's not through with me yet. Hmm. So that, yeah. So I feel like for me, you know, just the act of the labor of actually being honest and um, confronting what I feel and, and expressing it in a, you know, verbally or in a written form, finding those words is really, 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 really telling. You know, you, I think you will be able to find out a lot more from that, from anything that I would say to you. I'm probably not going to say it. <laughs> I get it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So I feel like, um, and I, I, almost like a common theme, because we, we are who we are. We're the, in the, the generation that we're in. We are 
mature women, mm-hmm. not quite seasoned yet, but mature yeah. enough yeah. to have lived some life. Um, I feel like we are way more aware of these things. Like we talk about love languages. This is a conversation in society. Mm-hmm. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. Um, but for the generations after us, before us, definitely. But after us, I'm not sure that they are really having these conversations. Mm, maybe not. Maybe yeah. not. So mm. we, we're all mothers. Do, mm-hmm. do you mm-hmm. think your children have an understanding of themselves and how they express love and how they receive love best? I've never had the love language conversation with either one of my children. And that's crazy because I didn't talk to them about soul ties. But I haven't talked to them about love languages. So let me stick a stick a bookmark there because the conversation I need to have, like literally, literally. Ask, ask my kids with soul ties off. Right. Like I'm, I'm afraid a- because the little, like Shiloh, mm-hmm. I, I just know it's going to be, I'm, listen, <laughs> I'm not ready. Had the conversation with her, okay? So that, yeah, but one of five has an understanding of love languages. Which one? My 14 year old. Okay. He's very clear about what he needs. He's very clear about what he needs. And like that happened over a year, over a year's time. He, He just, he's very definitive. My oldest son, though, he, I think he's still trying to. Fill around in the dark. He's still trying to figure out girls. His, he told me the other day, he said, y'all are complex in ways that I am not ready to indulge in and back off. I'm like, my nephew. don't do my nephew like that. Don't do him like that. Listen, but you know, he hits me at random. Like he says stuff and it'll be really profound and he'll back off. And I'm like, so we're not going to talk about it? He's like, nope, not right now. Oh, be- because okay. he's an because he's an old man and if he you think is, about it that's how men 40. used to yeah that's how men used to be like they did they were men of few words but when they said something they said something like you right yeah they said something that's how people all the time my baby was born a 40 year old man like he just he always been an old man hey i keep trying to have a sex talk with him he's like last week was the final straw he said look mom we're not doing this anymore i'm not talking about sex with you this is a dead son conversation. It's going to get weird. If I have to talk about penises and vaginas with you, I'm not doing it. Okay? Oh and God. he already has, like, the change of voice. And it's relatively deep. So I just shut up and say, like, when he left, I was like, you don't mind me, though. <laughs> Yikes. I'm never going to um, attempt to have that conversation with him ever again, by the way. It's not happening. Yikes. He told me he was crystal I think, I think clear. Made, I think he made his position known and felt. And so he, he talking to his we reviewed in a previous episode, I have no sons. I have two daughters. Um, Stephanie, you have a very young son. Are are you are you ready for that type of response? Are you like <laughs> you know what? No. Because I'm I'm that's why I'm so thankful. Even if his father and I are far apart, I know that his father will be there to, I'm not even going to try it. 
crazy I thing. Imagine myself talking to my boy. And your baby boy. Because he's a baby. That's right. That's traumatic in itself. Exactly. The fact <laughs> that he has a penis bothers me. Stuffy, <laughs> I love you. Like, seriously, it bothers me. Like, what is this? What is this you have? So let me just be clear. I'm not gonna die every episode, right? Y'all gonna get <laughs> together. Like you are not gonna send me out every episode. It's well, not gonna I'm happen. We're no, not going to get it together me. though. It bothers me. I'm not playing. It bothers As me. As it should though. As it oh, should. I'm gonna tell you why. Being reasonable. Three boys. Show how to be that reasonable. I have three boys. My baby will be 13. We went to the doctor. The doctor wanted to talk about puberty. So she had like this brief overview. The crazy thing is I haven't had the puberty talk with my baby boy. Because he's goofy. He's still a baby in my, my mind. So they talked about the changes. And she asked him which had he observed. And he's like, and I say, Ethan. Is your penis wrong? And he said, Mommy, there is a lady in the room. We cannot talk about this. And she was like, Oh my God, he's so cute. And I'm like, I'm not ready for any of this. <laughs> you see, you see what I'm saying? Absolutely not. And, and dad, and, and here's the thing with my 16 year old, I called dad and I said, Have you talked about sex forever? He's like, mm, no, not really. He don't want to talk about it. I said, so how long are we going to allow him to put, put this conversation off? He said, he told me he knows where babies come from, and he doesn't want to have this discussion right now. He'll ask me for details when he needs them. I, well, said, what he I, said, I said, well, which details are we talking about? And he was like, he said he's not interested in having sex and he doesn't want to talk about it. He knows where babies come from and he knows how that works. So I keep trying to have a conversation with him and after last week, I'm not, I'm not doing this. But he did explain to me how that happens. He said, clearly, either you and daddy had unprotected sex or y'all were actually trying. I know how this works. I was like, oh. See, you see what I'm talking about? I can't hear these words from the kid. I can't hear these words from the kid. I can't. I cannot. I cannot hear these words. I could not imagine my kid, <laughs> my baby son, who's still suckling at the breast. I could not imagine ever talking to him that way. I would punch him in the face. I want to, but I can't really because, like, it's a needed conversation. I get these it. people don't tell you about divorce. I was prepared for everything else, you know, raising children by myself, the dynamic changing. What I wasn't prepared for is your kids trying to have a talk with you like you don't know what's going on. Yes. So listen. That's I mean, a whole other episode. I can't. We've been talking about, you know, this as far as boys go, right? And mm -hmm. I am woefully unprepared for anything about a male child. Like I, I remember a friend of mine, she had a baby boy child and she needed some help. Usually I don't deal with fresh babies. I, I don't I don't want anything to do with fresh babies. Um just because they like I'm a they whole other factor in their environment that's unnecessary. I don't do fresh babies. But she she needed help. 
right? Mm -hmm. So I went over and she <laughs> went to the store and um, he, he needed some kind of medicine and she was real squeamish, you know, about giving baby stuff, like suctioning and giving them stuff. And I'm a pro at that. Like, it's a baby. I can do that. Like, all babies, it's the same. Yeah. But I had to change him. There's a whole fresh baby. He just been circumcised. Everything's medically because I had medical. I understand. I understand all the nuances of that, right? But I never really had to do it. So I go to change this baby. Please don't laugh at me, y'all. I'm listening. Some things people don't talk about, so I didn't know to expect it. His little testes were rolling around in the square, like they were moving. And I was concerned. I didn't know, like, are they supposed to do, like, what is happening right now? I was very, I was traumatized. I really, I, I, I was shaking until she got back because I didn't know what was happening or what to do. People don't talk about that. Like, that's not a thing. So if you've never encountered a little boy baby, and of course now I know it's normal. Like, it just happens. But Right. Weird. At the time, right. I'm like, oh my god. So when you talk about this next level, like a growing son, and I, I, I can't. No, and and we're talking about with boys, but we also have we all have girls, right? Mm -hmm. And this my, talk with them is my, is to me just as traumatic. I, you know, actually with my girl, it was like a breeze because it's like I meet them. You know what I'm saying? It's like, okay, they're what I am. You know what I'm saying? It's kind of like we got a, a common ground here. I can, you know, I got a space where I can meet them at. So with the girls, it's just like, okay, but that little boy, <laughs> Carol, please. Thank God. I'm going to die when I have to have this talk with the little girls. I'm still not Listen for girls. Oh, please. Them little girls, honey. When I tell you I got them equipped and I got them equipped and ready to go. See, that was the difference. Me and my mother, we didn't have she came from the era was kind of, you don't really mm -hmm. talk, look, just don't do it. Just right. don't do it. Don't matter why, don't matter what, just don't do it. I ain't got to tell you nothing. Just don't do it. Right. So, you know, I decided, like, okay, well, my girls, it's going to be different. I'm going to tell them not to do it, and I'm going to tell them why not to do it. And I'm going right. to tell them what, if, it, if they do do it. And I'm going to tell them, you know, the consequences. And I'm going to tell them the stuff that happens other than the physical stuff. And, you know, oh, girl, I, I get into it, honey. But you yeah. make a good point because here again, and I literally marvel at this every day. I know I keep bringing it up, but I, I'm literally in awe of how we've evolved as a gender in society, mm -hmm. right? Um, because, you know, you said your mother comes from the era of just, you know, just don't do it. You don't need to, like, just don't. Like, that's mm -hmm. it. I said what I said. Um, the same era that said, you know, when you would ask questions, maybe not necessarily about this, but about anything was, you know, don't ask me about that's grown folk business or, you know, if you wanted to know why something, because I said so. Mm -hmm. um, so I did endeavor, you know, as a parent, I, I don't say because I said so to my children. If they ask me a question, I give them an explanation. And if it's something that does not warrant an explanation, maybe 
they're not ready for that type of content or maybe it's just not a business because I, I also like I'm grown. You, you don't okay. question me about my business, like my business that does not affect you. My bit. No, we don't do that. Um, so like if I'm out, I'm out. Do you, do you, you, you don't have the right to ask me about where I'm going and what I'm doing. You do have the right to ask me when I'm coming back, if I'm okay. You know, you have the right to call and check because my children do. You know, if they feel like I've been gone too long, hey, you all right? They mm -hmm. just check in. I'm okay with that because mm -hmm. that's, to me, that's a different space. Yeah. But, but clocking me, no. Absolutely not. No. But that, you know, just, just having this open dialogue with from parent to child and from child to parent mm -hmm. is so important so just like you um made note stephanie that you might want to have this conversation specifically with your girls i also like okay let me even even though i feel like we have some understanding especially with my older daughter especially through um you know therapeutic measures we have some yeah. understanding of these things yeah. Uh, yeah, I need to have a, a specific conversation. Mm -hmm. Like, let's let's really break this down and figure out where you fall. Because if you understand it, then you can manage it. Yep, absolutely. If you're a person whose love language is, you know, physical touch, and you don't have an understanding of that. So now, every time you encounter that physical touch in whatever way you encounter it, now you you know is feeding a place that you may not recognize. And that's how you get into certain situations. And not just right. physical touch, right? It right. could be anything. It could be gifts, right. acts of service. Oh my gosh, this person is such a, a hero and they do mm -hmm. so much in the community. And now all of a sudden, mm, it's too much. When people understand <laughs> us, when people understand us and we don't understand ourselves, it opens us to manipulation. It does. Yep. Wow. That, that's good. You got to know how to handle that stuff. Because if you don't, Absolutely. A, a certain somebody could come in and, 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 and be real screwy and have you all. Mm -hmm. So I was Ooh. watching, um, I was watching an episode, uh, believe it or not, the X-Files. I, <laughs> I used to love that show. I do. So quarantine has brought us all kinds of binge watching. So I was watching that. Yes. <laughs> and, um, they should bring that back. Side note. Um, I was watching it and this particular uh, killer with some type of, you know, physical genetic anomaly, whatever. He, he was weird. Um, <laughs> he was connecting with women so he could kill them in whatever way he needed to. But the point what the point is, he was connecting them and all of them were saying, oh, he knew everything to say. He knew just the right, you know what I mean? The one one victim had shared his his emails and his letters and stuff like that with her friend. And her friend was taking it. Like she was just, she saved his messages because they hit her a certain way. And she wasn't even the one sharing, you know, directly with him. So what it was is part of what he did was just study. Like he, of course, he, like he just knew all the points. And so this, this happens in real life. Ooh. I'm not trying to kill you, but 
you know, people, people are aware. And a lot of times they do understand you better than you understand yourself because as a individual, a lot of times people are not self-aware. If, if right. one thing that, that sabotages a lot of people is not being self-aware, they see everybody else so clearly but cannot see themselves. That's why I advocate these mirror checks. Who are you? And also, that's why you need a Sagittarius in your squad because we're going to tell you who you are. Yep. yep. <laughs> if you didn't know, sis, th yeah, that's you all day. <laughs> mm -hmm. That ain't it. Don't do it. Stop. No. Mm, you're giving too much. All that. Yeah, because when you're dating, one of the biggest mistakes is talking too much. Mm. Stop giving people the roadmap to manipulate you. We you tell them everything that you need. Women, women, <laughs> they will give you everything women, you need. Sister, women, women, you gotta say that again. <laughs> Stop, Stop doing, giving people the roadmap <laughs> to what you need. Mm -hmm. It opens we you to manipulation. Yeah, we doing the work for them. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. They don't have to learn. And then, mindlessly, you've told them everything that you need. So you think, oh my God, they're a good listener. They're in tune. No, they're a predator. <laughs> Those are definitively different. Hell yeah. Hell. It's true. Absolutely. Like, it's a difference. Mm. Now I'll sip to that. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Shout out to my honey for giving me situation one day. <laughs> Give me this big fat glass of wine because he knows my love language. Yes. So shout out to Luscious Libations, people. Oh. Let me tell y'all how yesterday Archer Stephanie hooked me up with the red sangria. Listen, the bottle was gone yesterday. Okay. You need you a Sagittarius in your life. Specifically, Stephanie with these luscious libations. Oh my! Just saying. It was so. It was enjoy. You know, I thought about that. I said, I wonder, did she drink all of it? Girl, it was all of it? gone. Is this the regular bottle? Like, is this a different size that you do? I don't know. This is a twelve. This is twelve ounces. You make bigger ones. Yeah. I need a bigger bottle. That was gone. <laughs> that was delicious. So you know, I stand, I stand for all of my Sagittarius squad, like all my people, and not just my Sagittarius squad. Like you know, people that I connect with that have good energy, that you know, um, are out here doing their thing. I always, if you, a lot of people who know me know, I keep a mental Rolodex. Like I might have met you five years ago, but I remember, and when I run into somebody that needs you, your name is, you know, I pull that, I pull that card out my mental Rolodex. I really do. And so I stand for um, all of my business buddies, all of my sisters. Um, as we talked about before, we're all entrepreneurs. We're all businesswomen. Yeah. Um, my God, sister's better than yours. My <laughs> sister's better. <Thanks>. Than yours. <laughs> these, are these are real hashtags. My God is better than yours. So I say that to say, I don't drink. I don't drink alcohol. But I got a bottle of the sangria in my refrigerator. I don't know how long it's going to be there, but I got it because you made it. 
Now, what I will say is these crab cake egg rolls was a whole situation. <laughs> no, the sauce was a whole situation. Like, I rolled oh. my egg roll in the sauce. I know. See, my sister doesn't eat any sauce at all, y'all. So she didn't touch it. But I promise y'all, this sauce was ironclad. I rolled my egg roll. And I hate an excessive amount of sauce. But the chick with the saucy, this, this chick right here. Listen. You should have told me how to set my sauce to you instead of giving it to them girls. I'd have sent you my sauce. I don't, I don't eat sauce. The saucy, that's the, that's the spicy mustard, the sweet and spicy mustard. Listen, try you got to try it on other stuff. I've eaten it on almost everything, okay? You know, just testing to see, you know, what's what. Yeah, I had a turkey and gouda with the sauce on it. Hmm. <laughs> no, because, like, I, I want to be a foodie in my mind. Like, <laughs> in my mind, I, like, even earlier, sister, I sent you a recipe. I was like, ooh, this look like it should be good. I'm not going to eat it because I don't eat sauce. Um, Honey. So I'm not I'm not gonna eat it, but it in in my mind, like I wish I was more connected to food. Like I want to be a foodie. It look fun, ma'am. <laughs> it is fun. It is fun. Me and food got a long. We we got a we got a deep connection, girl. I love to cook it, and I love somebody to cook me some good food. I love to get some. Listen, as a a person who cooks. Mm -hmm. it's nothing better than getting some good food from somebody else it's like absolutely I, and if I send you somewhere you best believe it's good because I don't eat everybody's food won't that part will not yeah will not so I mean like I said what I can eat I do eat what I can eat is delicious <laughs> It's yeah. delicious. And I'm not Absolutely. above placing um, custom orders. I will roll up anywhere because when I say I don't eat sauce, I don't eat sauce. I don't eat ketchup, mayonnaise, barbecue uh, oh. sauce, tartar sauce. I don't eat, let me tell you what traumatizes people the most. You know this. I don't eat salad dressing. I eat salad. I don't eat salad dressing. It creeps so so I'm not above pulling up somewhere and be like, all right, this is what I want, but I need you to take off this, 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 this. And they're like, uh, yeah, I'm going to eat it just like that. Like I asked for it. Dry. Delicious. And y'all, she got her people so programmed that my ex-husband is still, still trained. He made some ribs and didn't put sauce on it recently. We not, we're not together. He was somebody else. And he was like, I said it to the side. I just knew she was gonna come, and I was like, "Oh no, she not coming." So yeah, she got a people well trained. She don't, she don't do all my people. None of that. All my so, people thing. This, 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 this is, all my people know. This been for years, like my whole life. Everybody knows. So yes. if you if you didn't know, you don't. Now you know. Now you know. <laughs> I'm telling you, if you taste some saucy, that that sweet and spicy mustard, baby. You no, know, I just so you know, little. It was everything on that tur turkey and gouda. Everything. I was like, we, we be all over the place. <laughs> right, because we all the way off topic. <laughs> no, man. Love languages. I don't. Well, the, the, the food. Let's add love languages. Love language. Good food. Good food. We should Good add. Good food. That. We are adding that to the love language. And if that was really on there, that would be mine. Absolutely. 
Oh, so because oh my god, was, I'm a soccer fan, man. It can cook. If that was one of the accepted love, like like the actual list of love, that would supersede everything else. Knock yeah. everything out of the park. Your story. Listen, when me and Sean first got together, he made me a steak and some kale. Right? I love kale. I love I love fresh kale. But this kale tasted like somebody's grandmother made it. It melted in your mouth. It was not mushy. It had the minced onions in it. Listen, I fell in love with him because one of the reasons was because he fed me well, something that he fixed himself. So if there were a love language, that would definitely be my number one. Hey. Now, I'm not a foodie. I'm not into food, but I do love kale and I do love a good steak. I think I might have fell in love with him had that been <laughs> me. I, yeah. Mm -hmm. Yes. All this. And for me, it's definitely to be cooks also. It's to have somebody cook for you and you're the cook and it's good. Like, because you, everybody should understand the labor of love it takes to cook a good meal for somebody. Yep. So if he's cooking for you, if he's loving on you like that, whew. all right. So we're not gonna tell him that. We going we probably gonna cut that part out because we're not giving him the rule, Matt. Okay. I think I think we need to go out in in the world because men need to learn how to cook. Like as I think about it, just to, I, I, yeah, all the men in my life, like not just people I've been with. But people I saw, like, I think there's only been, like, two all together that couldn't cook. Like, all of them cook. And, and delicious, like, real good. Real good. Good. So we, I'm should talk about, we should talk about why men don't cook. Why is it that they aren't, because, you know, even if you're not using it to care for somebody else, the expectation is that you can at least feed yourself. So why can't you cook? Yeah, because there's nothing more sexy than a self-sufficient man. <laughs> Is there an amen? There's a hallelujah in the corner. <laughs> amen. Listen. Listen. Because I've been with men who cannot cook anything. I've been I think with that's a disqualifying. who could okay. only cook breakfast, barely. Okay. But I've been with men who really cannot cook. Wow. And I was not there. They were eating takeout. Mm. I've been with men who have just had very, very, very poor eating habits. They ate like children. Pizza and cheese curls and stuff like they were at a two-year-old's party. Mm. So for me, no, this y'all listen. This ties into love languages for me. A man who cares about himself is a big thing for me. Absolutely. A man who a man who cares about himself, a man who cares, who cares about him, his health. Mm -hmm. Means he's not going to just eat any old thing all the time. He's going to eat a vegetable or two. He's going to drink water. <laughs> He's going to eat fruit. 
one who knows how to physically take care of himself can make himself food. That's a big thing for me. That I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a big thing. That was the I mean a major turn on for me with Sean. Like when I first came over, I was clean. Like I said, made me the steak and the kale. When I woke up the next morning, I had me a nice breakfast on a nice purple tray. It was beautiful. I said, damn, he can take care of himself. Knowing he'd been doing the stuff that I can do and I do well. He'd been doing this stuff for himself way before I came along. And if I was to ever leave or he was to leave me, he could still carry on the same way. The big things. And I think for a lot out here. That's, we about to go somewhere. Listen, season one, <laughs> itinerary is in the can. Like we, we, but season two, we, listen, I just had a whole epiphany while you were talking. We're going to end this episode, but I had a whole epiphany while you were talking. Season two, I don't know which number episode, but we are definitely doing Who Raised You? Shout out to T.K. Kirk, T. Kirkland. Who raised you? Who raised you? Why can't you do this stuff? Who raised you? <laughs> so, um... Episode three, we're going to stop right here because, of course, these conversations could go on forever and ever and ever and ever and ever because when you are coming from the Sagittarius perspective, of course, there is a wealth of knowledge. There is depth mm-hmm. in the conversation. Absolutely. And, but we can't give you all the knowledge in one episode. Got no. You. Watching, come back, like, share, follow, subscribe. It will tell you when episodes drop. So, um, here again, always, always, always grateful to my archers for being here, my Sagittarius squad. You know, I love you, sisters of my heart. Thank you to our listeners, our watchers, our viewers, subscribers. Sagittarius season is not over, guys, right. (laughs) <laughs> this is this is not over. Like we we have something really really uh, intense for you next week. So please don't miss it. Um, three archers signing off. Bye. Bye, guys. <laughs>